Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Oh, great to have you with us, Christmas Day. All the kids have been up early and uh, the day has begun a long time ago. Uh, so the good news is that, you know, when the kids get up early, they get to have an afternoon sleep. That's great. That's a great philosophy. I don't know if you can sell it, but give it a try. Well, Merry Christmas. Welcome. You know, I think this is, um, this is our 25th Christmas, hon. Yeah, 25th Christmas. Um, I preached 24 of those. One I was, one I think I was in ICU at the time, so you'll excuse me for that one. But the other 24, I managed to be here. And so uh, what you do at Christmas Day, you, you know, you think, well, the topic is pretty narrow, like the birth of Jesus. We've got to go with that. And uh, so you begin to read the Gospels and, you know, every year you start to read through the Gospels and through the, the account of the birth of Jesus. And I was going through Matthew chapter 1 and I discovered that, you know, in Matthew chapter 1, um, Jesus was given three titles. The first one, in, in, uh, an angel appeared to Joseph, who was, you know, not the natural father um, of Jesus, but a stepfather, and he was called um, the son of David. Joseph was addressed by the angel to be the son of David. And of course, you know, when, he was a, when Jesus was adopted by Joseph, he took on that, on that title as well. Secondly, the angel told uh, Joseph to name him Jesus, which the name of Jesus means Jehovah saves, was the second title. The third title came from a prophecy that was 200 years earlier that the promised one would be called Emmanuel. So in verse one, he is designated as the son of David, the Messiah who would rule on the throne of David. In verse 21, he's named Jesus, the savior of his people. And in verse 23, he's called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I started to ask the question. I started to daydream just a little bit and go, wow, what, what would that be like? What does that look like to have God, creator of heaven and earth, with us, with you? Tomorrow, Boxing Day, shopping, getting the sales, God's with you. <laughs> you think you have this red flashing light on your head that, the specials follow you everywhere you go, the favour of God. But what would it really be like to, to, for you and I to live a life where Emmanuel, God with us? It's challenging, isn't it? It's exciting. It's exciting. If you look at history, there are many different cultures and their gods. And almost to a... a uh, a one, all of those gods of stone and, and, uh, and you know, timber, whatever, were gods that you had to sacrifice to, you had to appease. 
You had to get on their good side. You had to get their favour so the crops would grow and that you would have a harvest in your life. But Jesus was totally different. He was totally different because he was Emmanuel. He was God with us. God with us. So I wondered, what, what is he with us for? Number one today, he's with us in the flesh. In John 1.14, the word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This would have been really hard for the people of the day to understand because, you know, no one could see God and live. We know Moses was the only one who actually stood on the mountain of God. Any person or animal who stepped over that threshold onto the holy mountain would be struck down. We know that the, the, the high priest was the only one who could go into the holy of holies. That no one could go past the veil except the high priest. Otherwise, they would be struck down. So to now have the Son of God with us was a very hard concept for them to understand. But for those who did, for those who did catch the revelation of who Jesus was, the Messiah, they got to walk with God every day. They got to walk with God in the flesh. The disciples walked with him. They talked with him for three years. They had relationship and communion together. And on that basis, they spent the rest of their lives and changed the world. Out of that relationship, out of that God with us in the flesh, out of, out of all that they, they were developed and, and built into their lives, they changed the world for good. Yeah. For good. I gotta tell you, I, I've never been a fan of religion. Never been a fan. I, before I knew Jesus, and even today, I'm not a fan of religion. For me, it has to be relational. I'm not into ritual because I've got a real bad memory and I forget it all. <laughs> you know, I say that prayer three times or was it four? I don't know. Now, for me, it has to be relational. I would have never accepted religion, never. But God became personal to me. He became personal to me. Have you ever read a biography of someone important? And you read this amazing story of someone's life and you think, man, wouldn't it have been cool to know that guy? Wouldn't it have been cool to actually know them? you know, in the flesh. I've done many funerals as, a, as a, a pastor and, you know, you sit there and you listen to the eulogy and uh, the story of this person's life and you watch all the photos up on the screen and there's many occasions I've thought to myself, gee, I wish I knew that person. They had a really cool life. 
The Bible is one of the most amazing books you'll ever read. The greatest story ever told. But the good news today is that not only can you read the book and get an idea and understanding about God, you can actually know the author. You can actually have relationship with God himself. Jesus came in the flesh, born just like you and I, so that we could have relationship with him. And if you will allow him to connect with you, then you'll understand what I mean. Not until you open that door. Not until you open that gate and say yes. Will you understand really what relationship is about, not religion? He came in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh. Secondly, he came as an example. God with us. As an example, Philippians 2.5 says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. Have the same mindset. You have to understand that what Jesus was preaching was challenging, was challenging to the social norm at every level, even today. Let me read verse 6 and, and 8. It says here, who being the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Now they had their social structures as we have today. You know, if, if you're a big guy, you lord it over the little guy. Isn't that how it works? Dog eat dog. I look after me and my own. That's how it works out in our society, in our community. It's exactly the same in that day. In that day, if, if, if you were rich and powerful, you could almost get away with anything. Almost get away with anything, surely by being rich and powerful. The women were as valuable as livestock. Slaves, slaves could be killed without question. You could kill your slave and no one would even blink an eyelid. But Jesus comes with a message that all are created equal under God. Jesus came with a message that all humanity is valuable in the eyes of God. Totally different structure to the day. And he lived his life as that example to the world. And the good news was this, they hated him for it. They hated him for it. He demonstrated this in the life he lived. John 3.19. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. 
He didn't just tell us how we should live. His life was an example for us to follow. And I won't lie to you because, you know, I became a believer at, at, you know, 25 years of age. So there was a whole bunch of stuff pre-Christ that wasn't good for me. And I remember when, when, you know, that light that they talk about in this passage of Scripture began to come into my life and the darkness that was there was getting pushed back and truthfully, I didn't like what remained. I was challenged by what the darkness had left behind that I had to deal with. So it wasn't pleasant. But the good news is this that the more I looked at those things, the more I said yes to Jesus and no to what the darkness had left behind, the better my life became. The more I said yes, the more I opened up my heart and what the light showed me, I began to live it. The journey still goes on today and will for as long as I breathe. But I tell you what, it just gets better and better and better. Never perfect. There'll be challenges, but even in the challenges, it makes us stronger. It won't destroy us. It won't defeat us. Why? Because God's with us. Amen? We're not alone in this. We've said yes to the journey. And because he is our example, I know what to do. I know what to do. He showed me how to do it. And it works. I started that long process removing those things that were destroying my life and my future. The more I got rid of, the better it got. The better my marriage was, the better my family became. You see, his example turned my dysfunction into destiny into a God destiny for my life. Never regretted it. He's Emmanuel. He is God with us for number three today, for reconciliation. For reconciliation, that's a bit of a buzzword in our generation, but it was started here. Started with Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19. Now, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. See, before I said yes to God in my life, all I had were these ideas in my head about God. These preconceived ideas about God and about church. That God was this big authority and if you did something wrong, he was there with this big stick ready to, you know, punish you for what you did. That's what I was thinking. Why would I want that? I thought, you know, church was hypocritical People who pretend to be better than me, but inside they're just as nasty as me. That's, that was my mindset. 
that, that was my thinking. That's how I saw them. The last thing I wanted was any of this. The last thing I was looking for was this. And the thing that blows me away is that God knew exactly how I felt. God knew exactly how anti-God and how anti-church I was. I knew all the Jesus jokes. <laughs> I won't recite them, but I, I knew them all. That's how it was. And yet he reached out his hand to me anyway. That's what blows my mind. I knew who I was, and yet God wanted to reconcile with me. So great is his desire for reconciliation. Jesus tells the story of the lost son in Luke 15. The son rebels and gets his inheritance, leaves home, goes out, parties all the time, and loses all his money, ends up in the low point of his life. And I love verse 17 because it says, when he came to his senses. Who's been there? I've been there a lot, haven't I, hun? <laughs> she helps me come to my senses. <laughs> but it says that he came to his senses. In other words, he thought, man, I'm not eating this pig food. Mum's got a roast at home and I'm out here eating pig food. Doesn't make sense. So I'll go home. Probably rehearsing all the way home about, you know, how he's going to sell this, try and get back in the door. I love verse 20. It says, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and filled with compassion for him, he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. See, the boy was expecting punishment, but the father wanted reconciliation. Listen, I don't know where you're at with God today, but he is as far away as you've pushed him. He is as far away as you've pushed him. One word from you and it's a brand new start. One word. One word from you and it's a brand new start. You say, you know, I'm not happy with my life. My life sucks right now. My marriage isn't great. I've got things going left and right. It's a chaos out there. One word from you and it's a brand new start. Why? Because Emmanuel, God with us. And he is waiting to reconcile relationship with you and to turn your life around to a place that the generations will say you're blessed. Amen. No two ways about it. Annie and I, 40 something, 40 years ago, 40? Yeah, 40 years ago, put a stake in the ground and said, that's it. We said yes to Jesus Christ. We put a stake in the ground. We said it changes from here. Amen. That my kids will not have to grow up with what I did as a kid. And we changed the future of generations from that day by saying yes to Emmanuel. 
Can I encourage you today? Say yes. Take this opportunity, Christmas Day 2019, for a brand new start. A brand new start. You might be thinking, well, yeah, you don't know my life. It's pretty messed up. I promise you, you won't shock God. (laughs) You will not shock God, and you are not that bad that he can't reconcile. And you'll come back next year, probably, 2020, Christmas Day, and you'll say, you know what? Every word you said was right. I said yes that day, and I had a brand new start. And it took a while to go on the journey to turn stuff around, but today it's far better than it was back then, Christmas Day 2019. I want to give you that opportunity today. This is good news, people. This is good news, because who gets a brand new start? Who gets a brand new start? Those who say yes to Emmanuel. Can I just, can I pray for you right now? Can you just close your eyes and bow your head with me? I'm just going to pray for you. Father, right now, you know every heart in this place. You know each individual. You know everything we've done, and you're not surprised. Lord, I pray by your wonderful Holy Spirit that those who are yet to find you will today. That those who are yet to draw near will begin today. Simply by saying, yes, Lord. Touch each one, I pray, Father. Let this Christmas day, the celebration of Emmanuel, God with us. Let it be their day for a brand new start. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I think we're going to sing a carol now, aren't we? It's Christmas. Can we do that? Amen. God bless you. Thanks, folks.